Okay, welcome. If you are watching this and you are already on the training, thank you so much for coming on Saturday. Remember that if you have more questions and you want to get coached on anything connected to this, you can do that inside the Life Atelier. I'll put the links underneath this. But today, what I want to do is create like a 10 minute summary, maybe a little ambitious, I'm going to do it, um, so that you can really like apply prune and bloom principles. Okay, so I will share the screen with you. And don't worry, I'm not going to do it by just speaking really quickly. So <laughs> that would not be very on brand. So you should have this notion document. And you might be watching this already inside the video training, I'm going to add the video training and the podcast in here. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then look in the episode notes and you'll see the Notion document so that you can um, you can add your notes and you can make your own version of it. So in fact, good point. Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast. So this is a training from Saturday. We had our first live Life Atelier of 2024. I will be doing more of them. It was so nice to see your faces. Like it was amazing. So keep an eye on those. Now, what we're going to cover is how to implement the prune and bloom concept. I've put here 10 to 30 minutes a day. That's because of the action step. So the coaching itself will not take more than 10 minutes. And we want to, <laughs> sounds very serious, like honor that and respect that. It's not about honoring or respecting it, but it's, it's a strategy, right? When we say that we're going to just do 10 minutes and no more, what we're doing is we're training our brain to give us its full attention and full focus for 20 minutes rather than spending, you know, however long on working things out and working through things. We're also going to quickly look at this concept of strategic daydreaming. If you're already inside the Life Atelier, which is my free community, there is a longer training on that a workshop that I did last summer about daydreaming. So if you're interested in that, then you can you can go for that. And we'll look at how to get out of procrastination and into action. And I will cover my very simple project croissant, impossible goals trick. So okay, let's get started with the prune and bloom concept. So essentially, what we're doing with prune and bloom is we are flipping the focus from what we don't want to what we do want. OK, so we think about this is something that I really want, whether that is your 15 hour work week, whether it is a lifestyle where you can live in the countryside. You know, I just emailed out yesterday about how we found an apartment in Toulouse that is 15 minutes from the city centre by train. I didn't even know if that was possible, but I'd set it as one of my criteria. And there were all these different things that I was prepared to compromise on. I was prepared to live in a really tiny little space so that I could have that access. So this apartment that we've got, I can walk directly into the countryside and I can walk to the train station. And that's amazing. So having taken that decision of this is the thing that I want to prioritize, I then started to prune and to cut away anything around that, anything blocking me from that. One of the things blocking me was, oh, do I stay in Toulouse? Or should I try out life in Provence? Should I go to Bordeaux? But actually I took that decision of no, let's stay here. We've already got connections. We've already got links. This is the next step. <laughs> this is finalizing Project Croissant and we're getting ready to start Project Peacock. More on that later. 
Okay, so it's that decision of this is what I want to bloom. And now what can I do to create as much space as possible to create as much capacity for it to bloom, for it to really, really thrive as possible. And we can apply this to anything in life as we're doing inside the challenge. The reason is when we try to do everything at once, we have very painful, slow progress. When we pick one thing, we create flow and speed and agility. Point in question with this example, I didn't have it when we did the workshop on Saturday morning, but I got my housing sorted in 10 days. So rather than trying to learn French, trying to date, trying to build my business, trying to set up, you know, all these adulting things. I just made it one focus, get the house situation sorted. Okay, now let's go all in on learning French or let's go all in on friendships. And again, we pick one thing, doesn't mean that your other goals won't continue to happen, but they will be making progress as a side product of what you are focusing on, okay? Like if you make butter and also get cheese. I don't know if that's true, I'm pretty much vegan, but <laughs> you'll find some kind of example like that. So how we do this, these are three questions from the Prune and Bloom projects. This is part of the taking action. And they're three questions that I use to coach myself on every day. I really like to make a ritual out of it. Allow yourself to experiment, allow yourself to play. Don't be perfectionist, okay? Sometimes I do this with my actual journal. Sometimes I do it with notes on my phone. Sometimes I just say things out loud, okay? So that perfectionism of, oh, I need the perfect system. I'm going to use a Notion document or I'm going to use a journal. That's your brain stopping you from doing this because once you ask these three questions, the next thing is the taking action, okay? So that's that 20 minutes where I first said, you know, 10 to 30 minutes, 10 minutes on the coaching, and then 20 minutes to like get an action step done. And then we build that momentum. So question one, what's already working? The reason we do this is our brains have an 80% negativity bias. So unless we rebalance that negativity bias, we are not taking decisions from a neutral place. We're just not. We think we are, we're not. So we need to rebalance that. And then we've got our full creativity and problem solving available to us. Question two, how can I help it to work more? So sometimes this is about doing and it might be, okay, I need to make a phone call or I want to, um, I want to give something up. I've got a program that I run at the moment and people are buying it, people like it, but I'm going to drop it because I want to do everything I can to get prune and bloom to as many people as possible, okay? So it can mean giving up things that feel like they're working and they feel like they're good, which is uncomfortable. Your brain doesn't want you to do that, which is why we start by neutralizing, getting back to neutral before we take these decisions. Number three, what does future me need? This is so important because this stops us from this habit of giving work to ourselves tomorrow. Right now, you are sitting in the decisions of what the past version of you decided and then did, okay? So if you've got nice healthy snacks in your fridge to energize you during the day, brilliant. Your past self was a good friend to you today. If you've got phone calls coming up or social commitments that you really don't want to go to, that's because the past version of you was like, ah, future me can deal with this. 
okay? So we really want to get into this habit of thinking about how can I be the best possible friend to future me? How can I help them out? How can I do the procrastinating tasks, the uncomfortable tasks? How can I do them today so that she has a really good time tomorrow? Okay, and again, it's a skill. So strategic daydreaming, there's lots of notes on this in the Notion document, but all I want you to think about is that a goal is just something that we want. And wanting things is a skill. Vocalizing wanting things is a skill. Most of us have been socialized out of saying, I want this, I want X, okay? Because we were told that it's not nice to want things or you need to be realistic. You know, we all have this, um, it's in the book, what is the book called? There's an illustration with goldfish. I can't, the big leap or the great leap, the big leap, exactly. The big leap, which is the one all about your zone of genius or zone of excellence. Brilliant book. Now in the big leap, he talks about how we have this internal thermostat, okay? And it's set to a certain temperature and we don't think it can go higher based on what we've seen. Some people call these limiting beliefs. I don't like limiting beliefs as a concept because I think it doesn't take into account like social structures. Okay, limiting beliefs is great if you fit into that section of society that is, you know, upper middle class white men, white man who doesn't have a regional accent or upper, upper middle class white woman who doesn't have a regional accent. Accent is a really big thing in the UK as well. And people make judgments about it and it can be limiting. There are, there are all these things that are structural. So I don't like to think of it as a limiting belief because it's not you limiting because of a belief this is something structural however if we put that to one side we still have this idea of what we think is possible for us based on what we've experienced and that's something we can adjust so we can say okay I want this thing I haven't seen that it's possible for me but I still want it how could I make it happen when I don't have an example of it happening before Okay, or how can I go and find an example of other people who have done this? How can I find an example of how I myself have done things that I didn't think were possible in the past? So this is a really fun way that we can use daydreaming and strategic daydreaming by using examples of, for example, um, saying if, okay, <laughs> examples of, for example, I noticed what I did there. So we can say, if money or time or responsibility wasn't an issue, I would love to do X, Y, Z. And I've put a couple of examples here for you. Now, procrastination. From procrastination into action, I've talked about before on this podcast or in trainings about working with your nervous system. So if you're not familiar with that, then you can go and you can have a look at the relevant episodes. Um... What I want to highlight here in this little video is about, or this little episode, is about the fact that procrastination is a decision. So we decide to procrastinate. Now, if we can notice the point at which that decision happens, then we can pause and we can experiment with how we interrupt it, okay? So when you think, okay, I'm not taking action, why not? What we want to do is notice at what point in the timeline of me thinking and doing and thinking and doing, 
do I take that decision to not take action? And that's how we get in and we interrupt that procrastination. Now, finally, my last tip for you is about project croissant or croissant. I don't want to sound funny. I just keep saying in Spain, it's like croissante. Okay, so Project Croissant was all about me getting to France and starting life in France, which felt like an impossible goal. Back when Rita was sick and, oh my God, it felt impossible in so many different places. Um, so when a goal feels really big and really undoable, what we can do is we can either use that strategic daydreaming and imagine like, okay, I've achieved the goal. Me who has achieved the goal, what is her next goal? And I like to think of this as it's almost like mountain climbing, you know, like you get to the top of a mountain, you very rarely get an isolated mountain on its own. And what happens is you get to the top and you can see, oh, there's the next one and there's the next one. And even sometimes you don't really enjoy getting to the top of the mountain because as soon as you get up there, you're like, ha ha, okay, we can do this one. So when we set goals, it can be like that. And by just seeing this one goal that you have as one step along the lifetime of multiple goals that you're going to achieve just because you're a human, whether that is a fitness goal, a waking up at a certain time goal, going to bed at a certain time goal, business goal, whatever it is, you know, it's like sports they don't just play one football game in their entire life and then it's finished. They play that game and then they set another game and then there's another match and another match. So when we can use that, we can pull ourselves out of putting all of this heaviness on the current goal and it makes it seem smaller, okay? The other thing is thinking about that end result being really exciting. So I like to name my goals, which is why the Get to France one was Project Croissant, Croissant because it was all about that feeling of how will it feel when I get there and I walk to the boulangerie and I buy my croissant and I can smell like the butteriness of it and I can feel the texture when I'm opening it and I'm looking at French shutters and it's green and I'm there. That feeling so much more motivating than, oh, I don't want the life that I'm in, okay? And that's why now I've renamed my next project, which is now Project Peacock, because I have this vision of setting up a retreat space, renovating a chateau, having like an animal sanctuary and having all these things. And I have this image on my phone of a chateau with a peacock. And it's from an Instagram account that I follow called Reverie. Um, I just took a screenshot of it on, yeah, I'll put the link to them because they're, they're fantastic. But that vision of like the peacock in front of the chateau, that is something that my brain is like, okay, I can imagine that. I can feel that. That is really motivating. Oh, I can see that Project Croissant is actually, it's done. And it took, no, end of November was the decision. First of, first weekend in December, I came to Toulouse. And now it's just starting the third week of January and we've got our apartment sorted. So that happened in under two months, okay? And previously I had expected that project to take as long as it took. Okay, so now this being pulled forward by Project Peacock, <laughs> who knows how long it will take, okay? But I'm not putting a limit on it, I'm enjoying it. So I want you to think about your goals, 
How can you put them in context so that they feel lighter? And how can you name them so that you're pulled forward and you've got that feeling of, of wanting it? So now what? If you've enjoyed this, if you felt like, okay, this is a really good style of coaching for me, we've got two options. You've got Prune and Bloom, the course with group coaching, which is on sale today until uh, two weeks from today, the Friday after next. I'll put the date in the episode notes or under the video. And I've just added one-to-one -one coaching sessions that you can schedule. You can either schedule individual sessions or you can get a pack of 10. And there's 30 minutes or 45 minute sessions as well. If you're feeling like, okay, I don't want to work through a specific course. I know what I want and I just want support on making it happen. So enjoy. And the challenge is still happening. So if you're not in the challenge, come and join the challenge. It's good.